What's up, guys? Table for two. It's Kyle and Justin. Uh, today we got Jason and Tara. JT is some I some good friends of mine. I uh, met them through Elise, my fiance. Um, Justin has yet to meet them, but he he knows the rundown for them. Looking forward to it. They are they are packing up shop, getting rid of all their materialistic goods, and hitting the road. They're going to create a, a life on the road. Unreal. Um, we don't know exactly what their plan is. I think we're about to hear that, but head west and then head south into South America. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to end up. Incredible. They probably don't know either, honestly. So many moods before I hear it. You know, obviously, you're like, wow, that's awesome. And then you're like, man, I kind of want to do that. But then you think of all the things that could potentially Yeah, you go. start you start yeah. listing things that like your T's that would need crossed and your I's need dotted. And right, then you're like, right. nope, I think I'll just go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> so... But yeah, Jason and Tara, let's do it. it. He always has been at Panic at the Disco. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with with uh, Jason and Tara. Elise jumped on here too tonight. What up? <laughs> She's like the... Shout out Bella and Knox, my cats. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the Chanel of, of Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory. It's a friend half as annoying as a laugh. No, Touche. <laughs> it's still pretty annoying. <laughs> So we are going to discuss Jason and Tara, who have, I think, a, a pretty ridiculous story to tell. I know you guys probably don't see it that way, but I think most people might. We understand I, that other people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So the idea, Very interesting. The idea yeah. to to paint a picture for everyone is they're quitting the nine to five scene, saved up a bunch of money. And they're going to hit the road in a van, hashtag van life, <laughs> for the extended future. Is yeah the foreseeable future, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, Eventually. We're almost there. <laughs> right. Now, when are you guys planning on doing that? You say almost. Do you have a goal? Um, We're aiming for summer, but nice. it's really one of those things that we've put a bunch of dates on it and we honestly didn't meet them and it is what it is, but right. I'd rather leave at the right time whenever everything's ready mm-hmm. instead of pushing along and leaving at a certain date, but not actually being ready to leave. So ideally this summer, but really it's, I don't know, probably fall at the latest. You know. Whenever we make it. <laughs> I don't think I can make it any longer than that in my job, so. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask. So, you are still, you guys are still working up until that? Yeah. yeah. Our jobs don't know. So, Uh-oh. hopefully no one hears this podcast. <laughs> We're <laughs> late release. Yeah. We'll put this at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people realize how many T's you have to cross and I's you have to dot to really mm. be prepared for an essentially the unknown i mean obviously you have a plan of where you're gonna go and and how you're gonna treat each city or location or whatever but i mean i don't even know that i'd say that though we have a general idea that we're gonna go from here to alaska and alaska to the tip of south america we know a lot of the places in between but we don't have a plan on what our route's gonna be or which cities we're specifically gonna stop in and what we're gonna do there it's more so I think that our concept is more along the lines of like if I like a place or if we like a place, we go there for three weeks. And if we don't like a place, we immediately leave the next morning after we catch some sleep and kind of go like that. And if a local says you got to check out this place I've never heard of, then that's a priority to me, you know. So that's awesome. I don't actually think that we have most of our <laughs> our plans for the future actually dotted out and everything. I don't know. Right. The biggest thing is preparation, the van and figuring out how we're going to save money and how we're going to build this van because neither of us have done this before. Even the people Yeah, who I mean, have... if this was your second trip around the world, <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> even people who have done it before don't know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. it makes us feel a little bit better, but like it's hard to make the right decision. I think being able to accept the unknown is is definitely a talent. For I mean, sure. I don't know if I have it yet, but, but you're I'm le- hoping to get it. You're, lear- <laughs> you're learning. You're trying yeah. to learn. Well, we yes. just got back from India. So being there, we totally had to be expecting the unknown because India runs on its own schedule. The people there mm-hmm. just kind of roll with the flow and you've got to learn how to do it. So we mm-hmm. did pretty well there. Mm-hmm. Now, what were you doing in India? We were there for a wedding for one of our friends since childhood. Um, she moved to Los Angeles, met a guy from India. They got married in his village in Punjab, India. And that was an incredible experience. We went there for, um, <laughs> for like a week in Punjab. And then we ended up going to Nepal for a week afterwards. So that was a crazy time. So you said they kind of run themselves. Oh, Is yeah. that right? So can you talk to us about the wedding itself? Did you have to do like, I guess, abide by any of their traditions? We got to wear pretty cool clothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a friend who just got married. Um, she is from Punjab. Her family is originally from there. She let us borrow a bunch of clothes. Her husband had a bunch of clothes from their wedding. Mm. I so, got to wear pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> Kurta pajamas. Cool. What, are, what are Kurta pajamas? Those are more or less the traditional clothing over there. It's the baggy pants that it's oh, one size so. fits all. And then every, the guys wear a shirt that's the pajama shirt that goes pretty much down to your knees. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what it's is termed it, as. Is it safe to say that one size probably does fit all there? <laughs> yes. I mean, there's not too many obese people there, right? Like, It's not like you're swimming in triple XL. It's true, but honestly, the pants <laughs> are more than capable of handling a quad x like oh so they they got some girth they're like genie pants they're stretchy pants they (laughs) i don't know why everyone doesn't hear here doesn't wear them because they do you remember those t-shirts from like 2000 and they were like an inch big and then you put them on and they magically like crinkle fit yes they used to give those out in um admiral nelson rum bottles they would be the size of the cap and they'd take it home wash it not that i know because i don't So you hear? I got seven of them. <laughs> hey, there's enough for all of us. I figured I'd just buy enough for the week and then never have to wear another shirt. But no, hold on. Let's let's rewind. Obviously, the India trip is is part of this whole idea to travel the world. So, like, how many places? This might be an impossible question for you guys. Like, how many places have you been to already? Like maybe not on the trip, but just travel in general. Um, so whenever we started traveling together, we got into road trips. So we kind of started with West Virginia and we went to the mountains of West Virginia. And then Jason, do you want to intervene here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that married life taking over. <laughs> No, I was just trying I to feel down to you. Um, no, but I was just going to say that originally we started like I had a Jeep and we would always go road tripping in that and took that across. You had two Jeeps. Yeah, I had two Jeeps. Did you each drive one? No, not at the same time. <laughs> we caravaned across the Waving country. Waving on the highway. The Jeep wave. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm sorry. So, you can keep going. I'm sorry. So we did um, a few road trips to West Virginia We also went to uh, New England. We visited my cousin. We went to Boston. We went to the White Mountains up there. Mount Washington is a beautiful mountain in Vermont, right? No, New New Hampshire. Hampshire. (laughs) And it is gorgeous. I never thought that there was mountains like that in New England. And there was like, it was beautiful. So if you ever get the chance, not Pittsburgh, Mount Washington. I was just going to say. New Hampshire. So different. (laughs) Um, and then we drove across the country in Jason's most recent Jeep that we sold, but that was fun. We took two weeks and we camped all across the country and we saw some weird stuff and (laughs) yeah, road trips are kind of our thing. We went to Spain. Um, that was our first like overseas trip. We went to Toronto before that, but 
it's not quite what overseas. else happened in spain we got engaged in spain oh, wow. on the top wow. of a mountain Good job, yes. and we took a road trip around the north the north of spain there so that was cool. we rented a mini cooper yes that was pretty did you awesome. feel like you were in the italian job <laughs> Diving out of windows and stuff. I mean, on, it did so, have a sport mode. Yeah, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> was that a slap shift? It, had it a slap nice. shift. Um, it actually, it drove really well. We I named him Jim really... because his uh, license plate said JYM, and we're like, Jim, it's our car. Jim Stepani. <laughs> Jim Cooper. Jim Cooper. Jim Cooper. Our, our first van scenario though was we went to California. And we rented a camper van from a company called Escape Camper Vans that they have a whole bunch of them that are painted all different and everything. And so we were able to rent one of those and drove up Highway 1 from Los Angeles to San Francisco and kind of stopped all along the way across all the sites and everything. We didn't shower for a week. It was lovely. It was. And you're still in love. Yeah, was this pre or post engagement? (laughs) Pre. Oh, yeah, that's how you knew. Yeah, you that's how you knew. Yeah. If you can handle the stanky butt before you're married, then it's real, man. It's, it's real. forever. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. With the vans you rented, were they like, was it just a van you rented, or was it like kind of? It was a camper was it, van. It was very base. It level. was built. It was built for travel, though. Like, yeah. It was, there was a bed that folded down. Uh, it was kind of like a backseat bench, like would be in a minivan or something. And then it folded down into a bed and there would be like sheets in there for you. In the back, there was a little pump sink and, a, nice. you know, Coleman grill. But Is that what kind of gave you guys the inspiration to build your own van? Not really. We weren't thinking about it until recently, I would say. I mean, we bought our van like a year ago, but before that, we were gonna... <laughs> I don't know what brought it on. We were trying to go and do more so like the backpacking thing yeah. where we were gonna like take flights or buses or whatever and hop from place to place and live out of a backpack and as we discussed that we started saving towards it and kind of like figuring out how we were going to do it and everything and then we eventually got to a point where we were like well what if we drove and did a road trip through part of it my parents had a chevy g20 van that is from 1991 that is not really in that good of condition but it uh i don't know it was our family travel vehicle yeah it didn't get driven much which was actually a bad thing because it sat around a lot throughout the year and then would only go for a vacation for us every once in a while Mm -hmm. um but we were originally going to take that decided against it because of the condition that it's in and everything then we decided to buy our own van and I don't know. So it kind of just escalated from there. And now all of a sudden we're building a house inside of a van instead of just something that is able to get us from point A to point B. It's I, now I think that's a good quality. way to paint the picture for, um, we, we actually, we took a, a picture in the van, uh, for people to see. You got some video as well. Uh, and some video okay. just kind of yeah. explaining <laughs> that stuff. Um, because I don't know how well of a, a picture we're going to be able to paint talking about this thing, but it seriously is a home it's huge. That yes, I mean, like I, I picture like one of the U-Haul vans, not like a U-Haul truck, but like a like a large cargo van. It's a 2017. Yes, Ford mm. Transit She's high new. roof, 250, 250 wheelbase, or yeah. what is the wheelbase on that? It's the, oh, the 250. It's 148 inch wheelbase, non extended. <laughs> so yeah, I just got real confusing. No, no one listening is gonna know what you're talking about. Good anybody night. that knows, <laughs> I have a anybody Prius. that knows van life would understand. Justin has a Prius. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to be a gangster. His Prius could fit in our van. Yes, honestly. Seriously, it could. We, we jumped we up. We can, I mean, it's sure. It's like a Russian <laughs> nestling doll. Yes. Aw. Yeah, it's good. And when we uh, jumped up for the picture, I mean, I'm like 6'1", 6'2", sometimes with shoes and stuff. And, uh, you know, I <laughs> fit perfectly. Hi, he's mm-hmm. right. Six foot. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no big so deal. Good. No, no, no. But like just to paint a picture, we were standing in it, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's, standing. It's like tall. With plenty of room. Yeah. That was one of our biggest things. We decided that if we were going to take a van that we're going to live in, mm-hmm. I, I'm 6'1 as well. And there's no way that I was going to be able to just crouch to have to put my pants on and everything of the sort. So like we decided we have to have something that I could stand in. Um, 
and yeah, you don't want to be crawling around for the next like no. x right. amount of we'll years yeah who knows yeah. how long yeah bad posture and then you'd be driving yeah. all weird wait can you guys give like a little bit of a give a virtual tour of your van i would like to hear the virtual tour okay so for the most part um if you think about it coming in the side door to the van the, it's on the passenger side. Yeah, on the passenger side. The passenger s- seat will be a swivel seat that can turn around backwards okay. and face the back of the van with a table there so you can work there. Um, we're going to have a fridge that slides out in front of the door so that you can access it outside or inside of the van. Whenever you get up inside of the van, there's going to be a stove-oven combo unit that w- is going to sit on top of the fridge that we're going to be able to bake and cook on a stove with. Um, and then we'll have a countertop across from that that's going to have a full working sink. I think ideally with hot and cold water, but maybe not. Maybe just with standard water, not heated. I'm not sure yet. Um, then in the back, there's going to be a raised platform bed area that has a, I don't know, about 12, 13 inches of storage underneath with platform area that our feet are going to sit on. The bench is going to be built above that, and we're going to have a table that drops down in with the bed that goes across the top of the table whenever it's dropped in. Um, Otherwise, you could sit at it and have four, maybe even more people sitting at that. Um, And we have flares that we added onto the outside of the vehicle, which were cut in into the window slots so that I can sleep widthwise across the van to maximize space. So there's a lot of other projects going on, but that's the general walkthrough. Yeah, and we just cut a fourth hole in the van. Uh, We put an under van storage box in it that's about 14 inches deep so we can put like tools and car parts in it. So we are trying to maximize the storage. I didn't even think about having car parts. Car parts? Yeah. There's only four places in Central and South America, four countries that sell the transit currently. So we need wow. to prepare for that. Nice. Well, you're driving into the place that they don't like the van. Like, <laughs> it's not that they don't like it. DHL is there. They have their vans, but yeah. maybe That's not crazy. the Ford Transit. So first, the first thing that popped into my brain, and this is the simplicity of my brain, um, you got a table that seats four, and you're literally going to have a table for two, um, which is a nice little plug for us. But yes, table. Um, why the extra seating? Just in case. Make we friends. want friends. There's yeah. so I, I, many people. I would too, for sure. <laughs> I respect it. I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, on the road, that's one of those things that this trip sounds amazing to, in, to us every time we talk about it, but it's also leaving every single one of our family and friends behind. So whenever we're a thousand or 5,000 miles away in some other country and we don't know a single other person, if I can find or if we can find somebody that we're friends with that we could say hey come back we're going to cook dinner together and hang out for the night and we have a place to be able to host and do that kind of scenario or we meet other travelers along the way that are also in their van but they don't have a van that can seat four people and we Mm -hmm. do it gives us the ability to sit together if it's raining outside or something of the sort you know there are so many people doing the pan american highway and you know really there's a community of people on facebook and on this app called iOverlander where you like find spots to park and um, places to get water so like it's also a community of people driving the same direction as you sometimes driving the opposite way where are these people from anywhere yes everywhere germany switzerland really like yeah guatemala like everywhere yeah there's people coming south to north and north to south it's i mean i feel like in general maybe the biggest factor our biggest uh group of people would be from the united states that are going south a lot of um, europeans though, yeah, yeah a lot of europeans as well i mean it's probably tough to go south and north because of border border restrictions and stuff but it's crazy yeah border is definitely something that's gonna play into it or just politics in general um with the way that i don't know everything is anymore so yeah we think about all that kind of stuff but um, you can't really prepare for that kind of stuff. You're just going to kind of go along the way and some people are going to be great and some people are going to suck. And honestly, I think you just have to compensate for both. So, yeah. yeah Here's no my question. And I know this is like <clears throat> super basic, but where are you guys going to shower and poop? 
Good question. Well, you dig Family a hole feud. in the ground. <laughs> There's a way to do this. Cover it up. <laughs> There's a way to do this. I'm really <laughs> afraid of going to the bathroom. So is this just a thing like you're going to shower when you get to shower? or yeah. like, Are there places like set up? Are there tricks? So I was like thinking what? that we buy this thing that is like this black bag that you like hang outside. T- oh, Tara's called- saying this like she might be introducing this idea to Jason as we speak. No, we have discussed <laughs> this She's like, maybe, before. can we? Looking across the room like, what do you think? I've already bought it. It's, it's called a solar shower and the sun heats up the water and it gives you about, I don't know, what is it like? Three gallons, five, three, gallons, five gallons of water, yeah. Of water that you can shower. How long does that, does that equate to about three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> You're not taking a shower the same way that you do in your shower at home. No, you but no conditioner. It's just your armpits. Yeah, that's gonna be me for two Come years. On. So, <laughs> in the United States, a very popular thing is to buy like ten dollar uh, anytime fitness or things like that that are nationwide chains of mm-hmm. gyms that. You can go and you can work out there, and you can go and shower there. Point. Or whatever I'm else. really just gonna shower there. Such so, a good point, dude. When you say that you don't know where you're going earlier on, you know, and you're not sure where you're going, how long you're gonna stay, I think some people are like, oh, well, they're not prepared. But no, you guys have given this a lot of thought. It sounds like you are prepared. You might not know where you're going, and that's cool. But right. you've given this so much thought. I'm so impressed. yeah, like in, in the idea of like not knowing knowing where you're going mm-hmm. location wise, sure. But where you're going in general direction of how this should work is covered. Yeah, like you know think the, of the logistics. Yeah, mm. the logistics anyone... are more important, I think. And honestly, anybody that could seriously sit there and tell you that they mapped out their route from mm. north to no, south, from Alaska agree, to South yeah. America, and where they're hitting. It's stupid because they're not going to make it to everywhere that they think, or they're going to have detours. It's just not realistic to think that while sitting at your house, you're going to understand what you're going to run into 3,000 miles away. So you can't actually plan. Like, yeah, we have a big list of places that are beautiful pictures that you've seen that this is where I'd like to stop and see this mountain or this lake or whatever. But, I mean... In general, doesn't mean that we have to go there, or it, it also doesn't mean that the most beautiful lake that I'm ever going to see isn't something that we weren't already aware of from a future or a, a previous Instagram post or something like sure. that. But so, we don't want to go everywhere that the Instagrammers mm-hmm. go, and we don't want to tell everybody where we go every place because we don't want there to be a thousand tourists there next time we go. But I mean, it's just part of the thing where, you know, you're going on an endless road trip. It's not necessarily like a trip even. Uh It's more so like you're finding your way. Mm -hmm. You know, you're researching before you go to a place. You know, you're in, uh, I don't know, you're in a coffee shop and you're like, okay, we're going to Mexico City in the next two days. Let's figure out where we can actually go because they have restrictions on when you can even drive there. So there are so many things. Oh, wow, yeah intricate details that you have to research before you even go to a city or somewhere you know so i I had i I think i know where you're gonna go um one thing before that is like i was thinking like what are you gonna do with your time in between like are you just gonna day one head to alaska like that seems a little far stretched to me at least it with my lack of patience (laughs) that's a really long drive that is a long drive but there are so many um, or or is there just like a general plan of hey we have the ability to stop whenever we want to stop absolutely yes um and to go with that is can you park for free like can you pull this that's off the highway and chill yep. yeah yeah <laughs> so that depends on where you're at if you're in a city it starts to get a little bit more iffy um whenever you're out west there's a lot of places throughout the mountains and stuff there's a lot of BLM land which is Bureau of Land Management um, public lands. Yeah, public yeah. lands. Right. The um, country. Every person in this country has access to it. So you can go oh. and park and stay on that land for... There's still regulations. You can only stay for X amount of days and all that okay. kind of stuff. Um, but either that or there's some places we're definitely going to have to end up renting camp spots or campsites and things like that. Um, but yeah, most places we're going to try and camp for free as much as possible. It's called boondocking would be like the term for it mm-hmm. where you kind of pull off on some back tree logging road or something like that and you know Hang out. stay there for the night and then the next morning you leave and go to your next place or nice. whatever. Um, 
It's the, funny you call that boondocking. Great cartoon. The <laughs> the area I grew up in, a lot of people refer to as the boondocks. It's yeah, like it would be like cartoon. you coming to my town for a night. That's the concept <laughs> of the guess term. What we have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I guess that's true. Oh, no. You know, you know where that is. I guess <laughs> I forget about that sometimes. But that is the concept of the term. If you're in the city of Pittsburgh and you're trying to pull over on the side of the road and park your van, somebody's probably going to yell at you. If you're over hours away, you're up in Outside Franklin, of, yeah. and you try and pull over your van, and it's away from somebody's house near some park or something like no that. One's gonna care. Nobody's ever going to stop no. and say anything to you. They're going to let you go for the night, most likely. There's not mm-hmm. even enough police to enforce most of that. Sure. Right. So, like, it's a, that's why I think it's boondocking, is just that you're off, like, in the distance, away mm-hmm. from everything in the country, more so than in the heat of everybody being around you and stuff. So... so I mean, the next thing that comes to mind is food. Like, obviously, you're going to have the ability to cook and stuff. But, I mean, how much refrigeration do you plan to stock? Like, compared, you can't eat out every day because it's going to be terrible no. for your health. And for cost. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that too. But, I mean, those, those obviously coincide with each other that eating out is going to be a bad idea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, our stove is definitely going to help. Since we're going to be in countries that will probably have markets everywhere, we're going to be able to shop for food every day, but we don't have to. If we want to go off the grid for a week, we'll be fine grabbing some tortilla shells and, uh, you know, two pounds of meat and a bunch of veggies and we'll have enough space in our fridge. Our our fridge is pretty big. Our fridge is probably comparable to like a large cooler like you would think of if you're going tailgating or something like that. Right. Um, but it's cooled down to whatever size that we would uh, or whatever temperature we would want. It could also be a freezer if we need it to be. Yeah. Um, and so we then have ice cream. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> and in general, I really like cooking a lot. So, um I think that it'll be nice to be able to go to the markets and get the local ingredients and everything and then make... I'm definitely very interested in eating out as well because along our travels, food is one of the biggest things that I want to experience. Yeah, I love trying all that different stuff, but then whenever I get back to the van, I'll probably try and replicate it a few days later and see what I can do with it and... You know, try and save the money making that yeah. same yeah. meal. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll work at that restaurant and learn how to make their food because Ooh. we can do whatever we now want. Now we're talking. That's right. what we're going to do with our time. Yeah. See, that's it's my, crazy though. Like our that's last. my question mm-hmm. though. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say our last guest, Michael Evans, was talking about. An, Not the in, football player. Yeah. <laughs> you got to listen to the podcast. But um, he, I just followed this person on Table for Two, but she does the same thing. She'll go. Um, town to town wherever and then just work a restaurant job for x amount of months yeah earn enough money and when she's ready she goes to the next one right and i thought that was pretty cool we're totally it's open crazy. to that. that's what i was gonna ask like how like Sorry, i mean i know that no no you're fine i was just gonna ask i know that you guys like have been saving for this for a while mm. um i know like tara has always been very vocal about like her desire to travel and to to just experience life um so that's one thing that like i'm kind of curious about like i know that you guys have saved and have been doing a really good job at that but like past that point like that's not going to get you you know that's not going to last forever so like how do you guys how are you guys going to finance this besides that we're hoping that our savings will finance a lot of our travels two years Oh, um, depending on how it goes. If we decide that we hate sleeping in a van every night and we have to get Airbnbs or hotels, that's going to cost us a lot of money. We're hoping to make our van as comfortable as possible. But I am totally open to stopping in resorts and photographing weddings for months at a sure. time. I mean, I would stay on a resort in Mexico and photograph weddings there if they would hire me. Same. You know, it's... Yeah. There's totally so many things that I know a guy in do. Mexico. I know a guy. Now <laughs> okay. one man in Mexico. Actually, I know four. I know four people that worked at a resort I was at, and I. Como se llama su amigo en Mexico? Uh, Nacho. 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 That's his name. Nacho. Is it really? It is. I, I'm friends. I've talked to him on Instagram multiple times. Nacho Libre. Um, <laughs> Oliver is the other one. Uh, these dudes work at a resort. One's from Colorado, one's from Texas originally. Um, yeah, but additionally, so like my background is in like wiring. Um, 
So I'm relatively open to stopping and, you know, helping on construction sites or anything of the sort, mm-hmm. just for kind of things in between. We also are very interested in volunteering yes. along the way. Um, we have intentions of maybe stopping at like orphanages. Tara has stopped at places in the past, uh, or not stopped that, but visited places in the past with like a church retreat kind of a thing that they went to. Um, yeah, I've been to Mexico twice. Mm-hmm. I stayed in an orphanage and I played with the kids and I helped paint houses and build houses and so I mean we're totally open to doing that too and amazing now uh, follow up question from Elise just a little bit with the um, finance do you have to get insurance like would it be car insurance or homeowner's <laughs> insurance you know if you're going to you know, that's a it's good, a good question. question health you know insurance I mean? yes, a lot of yes. people ask about health insurance sure. and that's kind of something that will fall under travel insurance which oh, is okay. kind of specific for nomads as some people would call it uh-huh. um we haven't done too much research of which actual company we're going to use yet mm-hmm. but it's definitely everything kind of falls under travel insurance as far as our car it's a little sketchier so in general with that the united states canada i think falls in it and maybe parts of mexico and stuff will can fall underneath your standard car insurance mm-hmm. but um once you start getting into Central America and South America, the majority of that, you're kind of on your own. There's some countries mm. that you can buy insurance. There's some countries you're mandated to buy insurance at the border as you cross over. But it might be that it's $15 for insurance and it covers you know, certain things. But if you wreck your vehicle and total it, it's not like you're getting a new one. It's their sure. version so, of a tax, essentially. Yeah, yeah. more or less. Um, you're so dri- you're paying to drive on the road, basically. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there's a there is just that's one of those things that we're risking it to an extent. Once you get to a certain point, you can't have a company from the United States say, "If you wreck your car in Colombia, we're going to buy you a new one." So. So actually, something that people don't normally know is that you can't actually drive from Alaska to the tip of South America. There's a little 30-some mile gap in the middle called the Darien Gap that is just jungle. There are no roads. So you have to put your car on a boat and ship it to Colombia from Panama, which is what most people do. There are other routes available, but that's the most common one. And that's going to be fun because there are different options. Most people put their vehicles like land cruisers or whatever into a sea box so you can like drive straight into a sea box but is your van gonna it's too that? high I say she's high she's yeah. high yeah she's is our van a she i feel like it's a she i think so she too. doesn't have a name yet but it's definitely a she. i feel yeah. like it's like i got that like vibe i, I did too especially she's it's beautiful yeah the van's gonna be baby blue when it's said and done yeah i feel like baby blue is just a good oh baby blue <laughs> that's not the that, name. That's, that, not that even, that that's a color. Yeah, remember that old school? Like, you're my boy, blue. You're my boy, blue. You're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Every person who has a blue vehicle calls it blue. Maybe we should uh, make our license plate azul. Maybe we should. Blue. Maybe we yeah. should take a poll. Anyone who <gasps> listens to this yes. should fire off some names. I like it. Um, yeah. They're going to be able to see the the van. Yes. Um, they're going to see the baby blue that it will be because that window is mm-hmm. is currently baby blue. Yeah. Um, we need some So all six people that hear this, <laughs> fire us a recommendation. Of We're what, in the mom. room right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. are six people because there's a cat. <laughs> Knox, likes, likes, Knox likes blue. This is, where, this is where Cassie comes in. Cassie, yeah. we need your Wife, recommendation. Wife, you listening? This is the true test. <laughs> yeah. If she doesn't listen, she won't give a recommendation. Then we're mm. done. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you all come up with. We got to feel it, though. Yeah. We'll pick yeah. a winner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We'll pick a winner, and then they can be on our podcast. Oh, I like mm. it. We're going to have our own podcast. At some we'll fly point. them to your van. I'm not making oh. any promises. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I am not funding that yeah <laughs> um neither are we I'm yeah speaking I, for kyle and i i'm just yeah, hoping maybe I'm good you guys too. Some, <laughs> some across some of the the good stuff in columbia on your way and the, we are not going to prison yeah. in south america <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe that would fund it that's all 
We are staying away from any criminal activity. Um, good. good. So, so, oh. so back, go ahead. What? Back I, on topic? Well, yeah, I was just going <laughs> to ask. Um, I know that you guys are kind of doing this like based off of like how you're feeling. Like, okay, we like this area. Mm-hmm. We like this. But like, do you have a projected timeline? So, originally, whenever we thought we were taking Jason's parents' van, we were like, let's get married in August, we'll leave in October, our wedding will be like a going away party. That didn't work. That didn't work at all. I remember that. It was fun, though. And, uh... <laughs> had a good time, I had a good time. <laughs> and then we were like, oh yeah, July 2019, it's going to be the time. But honestly... It's kind of looking like a little bit later, which is fine. That's good. You can stay here for our wedding. I know, and maybe well, I can actually go. make your bridal shower. All right. I'm not trying <laughs> nice. to postpone your departure. That question was definitely like a, a personal game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like looking for your guys' like best look on like She's what like, season it would be in you when you're traveling. Are you going to be here for me? Um, Tara, I would like you to be here for me. Um, how do you guys plan, you, you know, you mentioned the podcast, how do you plan to stay connected? Just a live cell phone connection or? I have Google Fi. Wi-Fi in the van. Mm, we've thought about that. Uh, Google Fi actually works in every country in Central and South America. So far, Google, I have it on. Google, getting it done. Yeah, they are. Maybe they'll fund this and fly someone to South America to our van. To the van. To Google. With the best van name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What a grand prize. We have four seats. You're yeah. good. <laughs> but um, it doesn't work so great on my iPhone. But if I had like a Pixel or like one of those expensive phones, because I have an old iPhone, I feel like it would work better. Jason's phone might be like a little bit better for hotspots. We were thinking like if we had a possibility to have a hotspot, some people get like Wi-Fi repeaters so that they could have like a really strong signal from far away but those are really expensive so we might just use coffee shops and mm, nice yeah we don't have intentions of investing into cell phone right. like cell service or wi-fi service until it becomes a point that it would be something that would make us money right because honestly right. yeah you're, you're it, just if it's not making me money i'd rather money. just be off the grid i don't, I don't need to care. be on facebook and instagram <laughs> yeah. i will get to a coffee shop and post the picture of the little stray cat that i found for elise yeah. So, <laughs> so Jason, this might be concerned because I want to make sure that you're alive. So we have this really fun thing that Jason's dad bought us a few Christmases ago. That um, kind of it's a him. cup with a string in between them. <laughs> yeah, um, if you stretch them out real tight. <laughs> it's called a TrackMate GPS. Yeah. And so it'll go onto our van and it gets tracked constantly. Um, and then it uploads anytime that it gets cell service from virtually any provider or cell signals. That's cool. Um, yeah. and then it'll upload it and then our friends will be able to log on and see it. Or if we put it live online or whatever, and it will also end up linking to like Google maps that you can go through and see exactly where we wow. were. And you'll be able to go and see like street views and stuff like that from where we were. Your dad got so, you that? Yeah. yeah. It That's has a little subscription. Cool I know. I was so excited. That's I was like, really there's a little gift. GPS box that tracks us. I shouldn't be that so, excited. No, <laughs> That's like, kind of cool because awesome. my, my buddy, um, Kirky, I'll use his nickname for the sake of maybe not wanting to have his name thrown out there. Um, he was in between jobs and just up. I think he got a severance pay or something and was just up and drove from like Oil City area. He actually lived in like further north of that but um from oil city area down to i don't know he, he's gonna yell at me for butchering this but maybe like south carolina or north carolina yeah was there for a few days he didn't have any plans because he had this severance pay that he was just gonna take time off ended up driving to florida ended up driving to texas to california and spent a month on the road just on the whim like see he didn't know where he was going he had no either. clue and and what's crazy is like i think he That's said great. that in the month he was gone he bought like or maybe had hotel points from travel but only stayed in a hotel like four times that's great it's so like every time he got to a location he would pretty much 
figure out what the, what the next stop was. So like if he was in Florida, exactly. oh, I have a friend in Texas. I'm going to drive to Texas because I can stay somewhere. And then from there, like, oh, I have a friend in Arizona. And he made his way the whole way, whole way around the United States covering, I think, somewhere around like 38 states he stepped into. Damn. I mean, the only thing he didn't get was like Maine. Like up that direction, like New England area. Well, he missed he, out because Maine is cool. And he ended up, I mean, he ended up going from Michigan up into Canada and coming back around and back into Pennsylvania wow. that direction. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it was. A, I think it was a little less intense for him because he had all his cell phone service and he and had, a, he was probably had alone. a computer. Yeah, but... Right? Um, was he alone? He was alone. And he, so that's uh, a challenge, too. Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, to what you're saying, I think that traveling the United States is very, very different than traveling right. outside of the United States. Right. I agree. That's um, what I'm saying. You're right. The luxury of yeah. cell phone service. But I should have service in every country. Yeah, not even just cell phones. And, and everywhere, There's a lot of things. And everywhere he went, he so, basically had a place to stay. Kidding. Unless he got tired from driving, he would buy a hotel and then just drive to wherever he was going right. the next day. So you're not going to get that in South America. We could. We actually do have a number of friends that have family that are in different countries and things of the sort that I don't know their family. But in general, I would love to go and meet their cousins or grandparents or anything of the sort and go and get a real experience. Go and I mean, I'm not expecting them to give me a place to stay or anything of the sort. It's just that I would like to yeah. go and meet people. Hey, can and... I sleep on your block? Like, yeah. yeah. Anything, right. you know? Block. Any yeah. local input. <laughs> can I all. park here? Yeah. 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 Can I park my van in your driveway? Yeah, I mean, like, like the idea of, like, I know I know when, when Kirky got done with his travel, he made a map that travel that, like, drew the line of everywhere he went with, like, pins and maybe some thread or whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what that the the tracker will do for you guys like yes yeah it'll be so cool to look back and just be like okay then we went there i remember this memory and then we went here i remember this like it'll be i mean obviously you guys don't know where you're gonna ultimately settle like you could settle in south america you could settle in wherever you decide feels like home is where you'll ultimately stay whether that means coming back to Pittsburgh, whether that means staying in Colorado, wherever. Or just being in the van. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah, on absolutely. the road feels home. There's honestly a, a right large... Right now, on th- the road does feel home. Yeah. Feel like home. There's something that we talk about a lot of, we are investing so much into building this van to take this trip and everything of the sort. But at the end of that scenario, whenever we get down to the southern tip of South America, what are we going to do? And... There's a lot of talk that we kind of have back and forth about what if we sell the van, we'll end up with so a sad. large, yeah, <laughs> we, we talk about doing that and we'll end up with a large amount of money that we could then take and bring and go and travel Asia or something of the sort afterwards if oh. we're wanting to still travel uh, instead of coming back and settle down and get another job and all that kind of stuff. We also would like to find a way to make money on the road. Where whether it's our website or freelance or anything of the sort, we want to be able to have some sort of an income that we don't have to necessarily rush back into getting jobs again, like the forty-hour work week. Because yeah, I, it's not working out. Well right now. <laughs> I, I think that's a, a good thing to touch on. I guess we probably didn't touch it yet. Like, um, like what skills you have to be able to keep money coming in. I mean, we've talked about this before, but just so listeners know what's going on, like. Yeah, I'm a photographer. Um, the thing is, I don't shoot like landscapes, like Instagram, like, oh, you look at a landscape and it's like, how is that place even real? It's like, it's not, it's photoshopped. Like, that's not what I'm really into. But I feel like traveling, I get inspired by the people and the places and that's kind of mm-hmm. more what I'm into. I also do freelance retouching, which you know, I'm in Photoshop, but I'm not Photoshopping my pictures, I promise. And... <laughs> There's a pride. There's a pride being shown right now. Um, but so, you know, I work for a few companies that um, I do that for. And... So, like, so if you go to cities, like can you or yeah. anywhere you can just like maybe post on Craigslist or um, wherever and just say, hey, photographer in the area for X amount of time uh, willing to do work for for money. Yeah, I mean, I could totally 
you know, ideal scenario is people see me traveling and that I'm also a wedding photographer. You create a following. Yeah, and people are like, hey, I'm going to be in Colombia. I'm going on my honeymoon. I want photographs there. Or, you know, I'm vacationing with my friends somewhere, you know, in Costa Rica, and I want photos. You know, there's so many options that... For sure. I hope to find the opportunities, but... You can make some nice money there. I saw an ad on my Instagram, like 15, 20 minute mini session, 300 bucks for 15 prints. Yeah. I was like, wow, 15 or 20 minutes, $300. (laughs) That's pretty good. I'll do it for 250. There you go. (laughs) Honestly though, like especially with people with kids. So Tara's going to price match anything you see on Instagram. That's good uh, to make know, sure you though. get a hold of her. Yeah, that's cool. Seriously, I mean, I mean, Tara did Kyle and I's uh, engagement photos, and oh, not very nice. I have yeah, a magnet. The... Good job, everybody involved. They're yes, beautiful. thanks, They're dude. Yeah, it was hard work. There are more than two hundred homes right now. There you go. If you have one, you have a piece of Tara Antil's work. Tara Geyer's work. I'm sorry. Wow, I'm still no. not used to it. I it's can't hard. say husband. Tara and I have been friends since high school, so we've been friends for over a decade now. Yeah, we met in forensics class. We talked about murder in class. Forensics class. Yeah, what high school did you go to? Uh, Obviously, Penn Hills. Why does Penn Hills have a forensics class? How do you get away with murder? Yeah, Yeah, apparently they're doing a hell of a job. That funding's long gone. Yeah, we got we got lucky there. That's where we met, though. Now, Terry, did you go see that one podcast with Elise? I didn't. She no, know what I'm talking me, about? But it's oh, never cool. mind. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Terry didn't go with me, but she. Um, but the one teacher, he asked everyone. He had these like dried out maggots. Do you remember oh, those? No. <laughs> yes. And he asked everyone, like, "Hey." You know, you can eat these. Do you want to try one of these? And I ate one. (laughs) I did not. Yeah. I certainly did not. What about in South America? Will you try and eat a maggot if somebody offers you one? Wait. This isn't naked and afraid. I mean, what do we do? do I think these maggots were cheese flavored. It tastes like a peanut. I think they were cheese flavored. Cheese flavored. They're very salty. What are we talking about? I am not eating Where did we get so derailed? (laughs) I am not eating grub in South America. Really? That's, I'll try the majority of I anything really along our travels. So. You're there. You have to try it. I'm down for it. Yeah. Sure. You have to. I'll watch him eat it. As I'm barely willing to try the food across the street. <laughs> barely. I, I think of like Rudy's was the scenes from um, Lion King where they're eating all the bugs. Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah. They're eating all the bugs <laughs> out of like, the logs. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Timon? I don't know. Timon. Timon. To moon. Should be to moon. <laughs> I would probably eat the blue ones. I don't know about the red ones. The blue ones are cute. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's like shiny beetles. They kind of looked a little appetizing. I think point. those are mainly the blue ones. The red ones looked a little bit off though. I don't know. I'd probably try them. I mean, uh, it also it also goes to say like, you guys eat pretty exotically compared to, at least to us. I mean. Speaking of, we I, need to order some food. Yeah, I know. I told I told Elise, I was like, I was like, if we order a pizza, like I'm gonna feel like we're cheaping out. Because yeah, he's like, we can't order because you guys eat, eat like, like okay. You got you guys eat like Ichiban for fast food. I don't think I've like, ever been to Ichiban. I don't know, <laughs> but it's always like some sort of like foreign like. Creative dish, I like of some sort. Food. We eat lots yeah. of curry. You're making us sound <laughs> yeah. so much cooler than we actually are. Maybe you just don't realize how cool you are. Ooh. Burn, <laughs> burn, <laughs> boom, roasted. So pizza it is tonight. <laughs> we'll see if we can get some curry put on it. We'll eat it in the van. <laughs> yeah. Oh sweet. I would like to be one of the four seats in the van. You always, I'll put a plaque there. Okay, please don't say that if it's not going to happen. It'll get covered up by a cushion. Then. <laughs> Jason, why We're you losing track. Thanks a lot. You ruined the moment. You did. All right, so let's let's bring up the topic I warned you of. Oh no. Motivational quote, or any quote. That doesn't have to be motivational. Just a quote that you enjoy. Or a book 
or a speaker or something pe- people can take with them after okay. this podcast that they can that they can look up and listen to later. So I've been into this podcast for the last few years called Beautiful Stories from Anonymous, Anonymous People by Chris Gethard. He is a comedian from New York and he talks a lot about mental health and he does a lot of like, you know, great stories with people who have hard lives, crazy lives, funny lives. And that's one of my favorite podcasts right now. That's like the first thing I listen to every Tuesday morning. And uh, it's probably my favorite thing. And he's a really funny guy. And he has like an HBO special about like his struggles with mental health. And I think that it's great that like a comedian is doing that. So that's kind of what I've been into besides murder podcasts. (laughs) Relate, relate. JC, you got anything? Um, so I was going to say that my quote would be from, I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name, but it's Yvonne Chouinard, which is the person that owns Patagonia. Oh man. Um, he has a quote that is the adventure begins when everything goes wrong. And so that's kind of the way I'm thinking about South America, that there's no way that I could possibly plan for it. And so things are going to go wrong, and that's whenever the real adventure begins and whenever we find the real genuine people and the real genuine times along the way. So Yeah, like uh, when our car breaks down and someone helps us. Yeah. We'll find so the genuine I think people. That that's, that's like one of the biggest ones that I've... Now I feel dumb that good. mine didn't have to do with travel. No, that's solid. <laughs> that's solid. Great too. Uh, you guys, you guys want to hear a time about my adventure starting when things went wrong? Always. Sure. Make, I don't think we have each other on Snapchat or you you would have saw this. I, I deleted Snapchat because I don't know how to work I, I decided to live snap this whole day. I remember Justin, day, I think man. you've seen this. Um, Great snap. So I, I take the bus to Cal a lot just to, because it's like a $10 drive to, because of toll roads and stuff yeah. to get to school. So I take the bus a lot. Um, I got on the bus one day and for whatever reason, it was weird. I got on the bus. There's usually like maybe seven or eight people on the bus and there's two. I was like, oh, maybe everyone just slept in. You know, like I take the first bus of the day. It's super early. Don't think much about it. And we're driving and I I think my mom might have texted me. She's like, hey, I see Cal's canceled today. What are you doing? What are you doing with your day off? And I'm like, riding the bus. Ah. I, was like, I was like, I'm on the bus to Same Cal man. right now. I was like, I didn't see that. Um, I guess they sent an email out that went, it kicked in the, Cal sent an email to my Cal email and it went to my spam address. Like my Oh man. I was like, you have to have this figured out as a as a university. <laughs> How's this happen? So I'm like, all right, well, now I got a game plan because the only bus coming back isn't till like 1 30 or 2 in the afternoon. This is at 8 a.m. And I'm gonna sit on a campus that they were closed because they didn't have power. So like, oh man, can't even go to the library. Yeah, it's not like I could sure. do anything. I yeah. couldn't like go like study or like go to the gym or like kill any time. I was like, and if well, you've ever been to California, Pennsylvania, it's, it's the as most big as this apartment. Area yeah, in the entire they have They're, one subway and yeah, that. subway and a gas station. Subway that's probably it. didn't have power either. Yeah, most of that <laughs> stuff was shut down. Um, so I was like, well. So I tell the bus driver, I was like, well, we just figured out why there's only two people on the bus. That's because everyone else got the memo. Mm. And the other chick, and she was asleep on the way down. So I tell the bus driver, she's like, well, you should wake her up. I was like, you want me to wake her up? Or she recommended I wake her up. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And she was she was asleep drooling on herself <laughs> on the bus. So I was like... Wait, did you Snapchat her drooling on herself? No, no, I didn't. I just did uh, I just did like a quick video of like, hey, here's my situation. What's going on? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So I like wake her up and she's like, no, I'm just going to go down and hang out anyway. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm going to find a way home. <laughs> so at this point, I was like looking up different buses that that I could take from Cal and like move myself around till I got back to Pittsburgh. Um, I, I get to, I get dropped off at the gas station that's there. And I'm like, my first thing is I'm going to see how much a Uber costs home because, because oh I don't want to wait until one thirty. Right. You know, it's like five hours away. I was like, that's so much time. I'll pay for it. I'll just go home. 
there's no Uber, there's no Lyft. I'm like, well. Out in the boondocks. Yeah. I'm in the boondocks. <laughs> I was boondocking. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I like dig through all my options and I figured out if I take all the bus routes and I time them perfectly, I still wouldn't be home until the same time the bus would bring me home from here. I was like, I can spend all day on a bus or I can just sit here and wait. Hitchhike. And yeah, so I, I, called, no. I called my buddy Joe, who who lives like halfway between Pittsburgh and Cal. He works at Cal. He's a baseball coach there. And I just paid him. Not that day. I just paid him what I thought Uber would cost to drive me to where I park at the bus stop. Yeah. So it, it could have been way more disastrous. It would have been way more adventurous if I would have taken the bus, but... Or if he would have hitchhiked, like Tara would have done. <laughs> I wouldn't have done yeah. that. I was <laughs> But who knows? They, I would have ended up in, like, Uniontown or West Virginia or something. And then you would have called Elise, like, now I don't know how to get home. Yeah. Um, hey, can you pick me up? You would have been like, no. I have a cat on my lap. I can't get up until... <laughs> Sorry, Bella's really comfortable right now, and we're really knee-deep in this documentary, so you can have to <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, any any last closing things? No. Did you just say country roads? Yeah, yeah. she should. Sure okay, well, that has to do with a story that I want to tell before you go first. this. Let's get all these stories in. We got time. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Please. So we drove across the country, and the most taxing day, we were trying to go to this free campsite in Death Valley National Park, and it was dark. And it was late, and I'm afraid of the dark. It was 96 degrees. It was also 96 at night. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, finding something for free in Death Valley sounds like it should be its own well, story. Well, <laughs> in the summer, all, like the less populated campsites are free, and it's like hot, and it's just crazy. So we were, we were like, okay, let's go to this campsite, and we drive past it, and it's just a field, and I'm like... We're not staying there. We can't. I'm too afraid of the dark. So I knew that there was another one, like towards the entrance of the park. And there was uh, a little bar over there. So people kind of, you know, people stayed at this one. This one, you had to pay money. You had to pay money to the bar. And so we were like, screw it. We'll just pay it. And we stayed here. And there was like a bunch of people there. And I wasn't expecting that. But they had a campfire. Okay, I told you it was just 96 degrees. They had a campfire, oh, and they were singing, you know, all kinds of songs. And it was a German biker gang. Country Roads, and I recorded it on my phone. It was a German biker gang? German yes. biker gang. And they, they sang it, Country it, Roads? Yes. It. it was beautiful. We can post it with it. It's not play- it I will give horrible. you the audio, because yeah. the video was just black, because it's... That's Dark. awesome. Wait, so there were German but, bikers singing but, country roads. So there were German bikers singing country roads. And there we go. That's the, that's, that's <laughs> the voice we need there. No, it's there not. It and so anyway, we were sitting in our tent, and we didn't put the rain fly on because it was hot. And we were kind of like looking outside with the tent open. It's just a mesh top. And we saw this light going across the sky, and we're like, what is that? And (laughs) this light goes horizontal, and it's red, and then it splits into two, and they both turn white, and then they disappear. And we're just like, no one else saw that! The German biker gang did not see this UFO. Okay. It was a UFO. While we were while they were wow. seeing country roads. It was over Area 51. Get out of here. It was so cool. Wait. Grandpa. What? <laughs> <laughs> so then, even yes. after that, yes, though, the after story the gets UFO, the, U- the story continues that we went to sleep with our rain fly off, and at like two or three o'clock in the morning, I Tara woke, woke me up. And she's, she's shaking me, and she's like, Jason, it's raining. We have to put the rain fly on. I'm like, we're in the middle of the desert. I don't think it's raining. And there's like a drip that hits me, and I'm like, oh, damn it, this sucks. So we get up, and we're like, it's just drizzling, but yeah, I, I'm not trying to we get all wet. We should put the rain fly on. We should put the rain fly on. So we're kind of pissed. We get out of the tent, and the day that we're in Death Valley, it was a day before the day after a full moon. Can't remember which. Um, 
And so we get out of the tent and we look over off towards the mountains and it's a full moon to one side of us and the other side of us, it's raining and it's cloudy and everything. And so at three o'clock in the morning, we saw a moonlight rainbow off in the distance up against the mountains. And so, yeah, that was like that whole experience, the whole entire thing, staying in Death Valley and everything. It worked out that we stayed with a German biker gang. (laughs) Tara, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you know, one of the other people we interviewed was Justin's grandfather. um, Wow. Bill who has, yeah, he's got some pretty tall tales by all means, but um, he has three different documented UFO sightings. Documented? Do- Ours like, is undocumented. Well, I his, wrote it down. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> like, I mean, these were these were somewhere from like the 50s up until I maybe, can't wait to hear maybe the late one. 90s. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but well, he, as recent he, as he like five police. years ago. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. He called my, the police. Well, just like to figure to out how to document it. it. Yeah. Oh. And, and then to try to investigate too, because oh gosh, that, you know, wait. he's like, well, in the fifties, I think it was the fifties. Yeah. 50, I think 53 50, or 57, something, 57, something like that. So he, um, saw, I think two, and then about like 10 years ago is ridiculous. But, and then in, so he didn't think kids were messing around with him or anything like that. So he swears that they're UFOs or something. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but then in the 2000s when it happened, like 10 years ago, 2009, 2010, he saw kind of what you just described. Yeah. And so he called the police because he's like, well, maybe there's kids across the way, anything like that. But it turns out there that there's no Wait, uh, reports can of it. You, so. Can you give me a little bit more about what you saw? Because <laughs> like, I'm just trying to like get a visual and I can't really like the way that you just okay. give me more. So the mountains are in the distance. Okay. The mountains we're, are we're, Area 51. Yes. That's like yeah. the most important aspect of this. Yes. Is that Death Valley test flight yes. happening? Death Valley sits approximately 90 miles away from Area 51. So, this is slightly different than Eastern Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A yeah. little bit. So in that respect, we're looking off in the distance towards area 51 on a map that you're not allowed to go there and you're not allowed to, everybody knows all the stories and everything and so that's where these bright lights are being shown uh, or not being shown but where we saw them yeah um and but was it like give me like was it just a stream of light was it okay so it was it was a, a a red light floating across the sky not super fast not super fast. Okay, so it's floating horizontally across the sky to the right, if I remember correctly. And then as it's floating to the right, it splits into two, and they both turn different colors. And then the, the red light splits into two and then goes in different directions. Yes, and then it disappears. And the German biker gang somehow did not see this, and I really it, wanted them. Did to it disappear? Them? No, but Tara, no one did, said anything. Did it disappear like in a... Like in a flash? No, it just or faded it, off. Or did it just like fly away somewhere? No, it did not fly away. It just away. faded out. It was in, it was perfectly horizontal in the sky and it just kind of died. Maybe there are brake lights or something. In the sky? <laughs> UFO brake lights. Uh, hey, no. You don't think they don't have them? <laughs> they like safety too. They have, they have laws blinkers. they have to follow as well. Yeah. yeah. I wish, I safety wish first. that I would have known what actually happened that night. It's universal code. Yeah, for sure. I assume that it's military testing. Yeah, well, that's not as fun. I know. Sure. Thanks. Believe. (laughs) I believe. (laughs) We actually took these uh, pictures near, I don't know, somewhere near Area 51 with like our heads and like alien like cutouts. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Foreshadowing, perhaps. (laughs) We're going to get abducted. (laughs) God, I hope. All right, and then we come back, and then we can talk about it on the yes. podcast. Did yes. you ever see that SNL episode? No. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. With and Ryan Gosling, yeah. yeah. We totally went off, off, off the deep if end. If we told you we got abducted, would you invite us back for a new podcast? Hell <laughs> yeah, hell <laughs> yeah. Even if he, yeah, I with your grandpa. I'll tell you, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, we could have a dual episode. Yeah. Uh, so actually. Which we're going to do this before you guys leave. Um, we're going to go out this summer sometime and visit the the sites that he saw UFOs. And like, At night? And we can sleep in the van. Not all together, oh, but you But we could have a tent in a van. I top bunk. <laughs> I got or Justin bunk. could just go home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
you won't Grandpa see the things. Home. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, yeah, let's uh, sign let's make up. Some, let's make something happen this summer with that. That could be cool. But yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and start our sign up. But before we do, I do have um, one quote that I, it, oh, you know, you you're. Wait, Jeffrey. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell that one off. Off, uh, off the record. Mike. Yeah. If that's all right, because uh, I don't feel 100% comfortable. But um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, the quote, when I think of uh, your trip, it's from a song by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Uh You know what I'm talking about? What do you know it is? No. It's home is wherever I'm with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that's awesome. And I wish y'all nothing but the best. Thank you. You seem awesome. I should have guessed that. It's good. It is tender. Justin's definitely the tender one out of us, too. (laughs) As we're driving away, we'll blast that. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll blast that off. That's right. right. Beautiful. Hey, Jason, Tara, best of luck. Thanks for Thank jumping so on here with us. Thank you so much for being here. Elise, 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 special guest. Thanks for being. Clutch <laughs> performance. I couldn't have done it without her. <laughs> <laughs> I love my friend. Table for two. Out. Peace. Bye.